everybody, this is Big Mars, and you're watching CMS TV. It's the mighty Judas Priest right there was screaming for vengeance from the CD of the same name going out to now working Dale. <laughs> oh, he has a job now. He's no longer out of work, Dale. He is now working Dale. Well, congratulations, working Dale. Right. And I want to send out a uh, belated happy birthday to Chuck from North Carolina. He wanted to hear the Motorhead song. Uh, One Short Life from the Motorizer album. So cool. uh, happy birthday, Chuck. Longtime cool. CMS fan. And then uh, we heard The Cult before that uh, with, um, who was that for? That was for uh, Greg Simpson or Skippy. Skippy requesting The Cult. And uh, yes, Ben Benjamin is absolutely correct, Sal. I am a big Cult fan. Chris is not a fan. So, no. so I, uh, for me to play the cult on the show is, is not an odd situation. I would play the cult more often, but Chris hates him. So I never cool. said not to play him though. Never. <laughs> well, I could play whatever I want, yeah. but, uh, you know, I'm a fan. I love the cult. I have all their stuff. I'm just not a fan of Ian's voice. Yeah. You just don't like the Jim Morrison thing. I don't. Not you at all. Nobody like, that sounds like that. You don't like the doors and you don't like the cult. Correct. Absolutely correct. And they kind of go hand in hand with their delivery and their style. And, you know, obviously mm -hmm. in uh, fronted a, a doors tribute band or, you know, whatever you want to call it for a while. And, and, uh, very appropriate for that, for that gig at the time. Sure. So yeah. he, he played the Jim Morrison part very well. Mm. So Jerry C the cult fucking rock. Okay. Yeah. He, he agrees with you. <laughs> hey, each their own. Yeah. Each Have own. at it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, cattle decapitation fan, but I know you like them. Yeah, I do. Very much so. I'd listen to them over the cult. Yeah. So there you go. There's something in it for everybody. That's right. Yeah. Music is subjective. There you are. All right. Do you have anything in particular? Well, I have plenty. I'll I, start I too. I mean, there's just been so much stacking up for forever in a day. Sure. But you go right ahead. Well, let's try and blitz through some of it here. All so right. since you played priest, why don't we uh, preview the new priest song? I don't okay. know if you've heard that there's a new priest song this week. I'm assuming they're just going to release the whole record in singles because the record still doesn't come out till like the middle of March. Well, you know what? That's almost the way to go. Yeah, you just know, let it be out there. It, well, no, just just release one song at a time, and then by the time you know a majority of it is out there, then finally release the album. Yeah, well, that seems yeah. to be what Priest is doing because that's that's the way to keep an album in people's uh, minds. Because mm -hmm. you know, Don is concerned about uh, about this new Dokken record, which is why they filmed four music videos that are in the can because uh they his concern is is that they're going to play uh europe next year right right and he doesn't want the record to be totally lost and forgotten by the time they get back out on the road and go to europe sure so so he thought it was a good idea that you know every 
eight weeks or so that they would release a new video. Sure. Just keep or, everybody involved. Yeah, and same thing with priest. I mean, that's, that's, you know, in this day and age, since there's no radio and there's no MTV and there's nobody spoon feeding it to you, that's the best way to go. I think. Yeah. Don't disagree. But priest is back. Trial by fire is the song. Have you heard it? I have not heard it. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. I think so far they're two for two in my mind. They're they're doing the right things. So let's uh let's check it out. This is this is the lyric video, which that's always the cheap well, lame way out. But, and I was gonna go. I was gonna say that is that uh, you know there's not a lot of money behind promoting these albums. Yeah, the, these bands, even even legacy bands like Judas Priest, they're they. I guarantee you, they don't have some kind of record deal that pays them any money of any kind and then and then if they do have some kind of a distribution or record deal with somebody uh that record label they're not willing to spend a whole lot of money whether it's music videos or anything so they put together a cheap uh you know lyric video which takes nothing to do it on your laptop you know yeah well this one might have been college student that got a rush from having their name on it because this well, is uh, anyway this um that, that those uh cartoon videos that that for gypsy and and uh um uh, what was the other one um over the mountain yeah uh those were done by some polish girl she's mm-hmm. a cartoon artist she did the motorhead uh song was a greedy bastards yeah mm-hmm. she did that one and then she did the ones for the two dock and and those are like twenty five hundred dollars. Well, those are way more involved <laughs> than this. But those were twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, when you see this, if keep it, all right, let's play that game. Keep that in mind that those were twenty five hundred bucks. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to evaluate what was paid for this video. Okay, sight unseen, and and we'll use your your Polish girl as the baseline at okay. twenty five hundred bucks. So here it is. This way you can hear the song. You can make your decision on the song, but you can also evaluate how much money Judas Priest spent on this video. All right. I'm going to make my guess ahead of time since I've seen the video. Based on the $2,500 value that we know for those videos, I'm going to say roughly $13 to $17. (laughs) Okay. So let's check it out. This is Trial by Fire. It is the lyric video for Judas Priest from the new album Panic Attack. All right. Check it out.
Well, well, obviously the the backdrop is just a looped. What do you want to call it? Graphic. Yeah. And then um, I don't know what you want to call just words. Some, <laughs> just some generic fonts. Yeah. And by the way, yes, I fucked up, people. I get it. The name of the album is Invincible Shield. I said right. Panic Attack. Right. Who cares? It's the same thing. Panic Attack would have been a better name for the album than Invincible Shield. But I, I agree with that. Yeah, but there you go. What do you think they spent on this this jewel? Kind of been much. Five hundred? Maybe. I this this did they go to the local college? Hey, hey graphic kid. Wanna make five hundred bucks? <laughs> this is I expect a little more from Judas Priest than this. It's colorful. Oh, it is colorful, and and obviously it's it reads like a it, it reads like the credits in a movie starring yeah starring Rob Halford on vocals, Richie Faulkner. So so does Glenn Tipton actually play guitar on this, or is it just? I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it just uh, out of respect because he's still obviously a a, a member? And his chick manages the band. Oh, his chick manages the band. Yeah, Jane. Jane Andrews. Oh, I, yeah, I wasn't aware that it was his chick. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So I'm told. I don't know that to be a thousand percent true, but okay. so I'm told. Um, yeah, it's uh, I, the song is great. I agree. It sounds like Priest. It's yeah. classic Priest. It sounds like something in between uh, Defenders and the Faith and Screaming for Vengeance and Painkiller. Sounds like right in that era before it got a little weird with Nostradamus or Ram It Down or any of that stuff. But I want a little more of this? Yeah, go ahead. All right, here we go. pretty by the numbers but that's okay with priest <laughs> i mean it, it's what you want from priest yeah mm -hmm. it's exactly what you would would hope for from them so i like it i agree don't like the video much but i like it well again they're not spending spending any money on that kind of stuff they're definitely not so all right, so that's that. Do you want more of this? Or are we good? I think we're good. All right, let's move it. We'll keep it moving tonight. All right. Because you got stuff, I got stuff. Um, next topic. Um, so I had the chance since last we spoke on the show okay. 
to um, chat with the mighty Mick Mars. Yes, you did. And that was uh, that was very cool. I cannot I cannot uh, thank Steve Karras, his manager and publicist and all that other stuff enough for letting me do that. You know, it's a, I don't know if you noticed any of the Mick Mars interviews out there, but it's all big stuff and me. <laughs> you know, every, every other thing is like like Variety or Rolling Stone or Trunk or whatever. And then there's Chris Aiken Presents, right. <laughs> which I, I cannot thank Steve enough for hooking me up with this thing. It was, it was very cool of him to do. So thank you, yeah, Steve. I, I mean, that was a good get for you. Yeah, very good. So as always, um, it, it, I, I got two things. One, you and I have, um, you and I have questioned for a good long time now, probably five years ish, at least where we've questioned why Vince Neal was playing gigs in between Motley Stadium gigs. And and I and I also have an answer for that based on other people I've spoken with who are Okay, well share yours first and then I'll share Mix. I was told that he just doesn't like to be at home. Kind of what Mix said too. That's that's what I was told. I was just like why is why is Vince touring or playing solo shows when motley is in an active ongoing tour right now Mm -hmm. and the answer that i got from several different people is that vince just doesn't like to be at home yeah well i just went and asked the man that was probably if 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 people were going to be mad he would be one of them so i asked him directly and this is not out there yet so this is a first time play i guess Cause this, this, this piece doesn't actually come out until like February from the interviews that I did with Mick, but, um, I figured I would share it here since me and you have questioned this repeatedly. So here is asking Mick if they get mad when Vince is out there playing shows in between stadium gigs. So here we go. When, when you guys were out on tour, especially the last the stadium tour and the the final tour, the the go away tour, and then Vince was playing solo shows in between. Yeah, did that drive you guys crazy? And I'm not even talking legally. I'm just talking just as guys. Did that make you nuts that he was out there doing that? Um, not really. I mean, you know, there's Vince is the kind of guy that wants to stay pretty much busy and okay. stuck at home all the time. Whereas like, you know, for me, I really enjoyed my time off, you know? Right. And, and stuff. But, but Vince is, you know, like I say, he, he, he just likes to be on the road and tour and keep going and going and going. All right. Energizer bunny style, right? <laughs> Something like that, I guess. So there you have it. Yeah. So kind of the same answer that same I, answer, huh? that I got from several other people. So it must be pretty true if if it's if you're hearing it from people that know Vince. Obviously, Mick Mars knows Vince. You know, I, I'd imagine it's probably true. Okay. So there's that piece. All Next right. piece to this fun puzzle. All right. Um, as you're well aware, and this is not a Mick Mars thing. It's just Mick is the latest victim of this for for us. Mm-hmm. 
There's nothing more funny than IDs. Okay. Everybody fucks them up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he said something about the, the C, CMF or something. The DMS at one point or CMF. Yeah. I got them all here. Okay. I got them all here. All right. I, Before you do that, yeah. let's take a call real quick. Okay. Alan Kill Caller, you're on the air. Just real quick. The Blackie Lawless interview is out freaking standing, and the Mick Mars interview is out freaking standing. I can understand why they're getting Chris to do these because he's an absolute genius. Hailing kill. <laughs> well, thank you, Tim. There you go. There, there is the local ass kisser, uh, <laughs> James. You mean truth teller? <laughs> <laughs> there, well, thank- there's you, and then there's Stern. That's right. No, there's me and God. And that's it. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe not in that order. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right. So needless to say, and, and I'm going to set this up because I'm not, I want to be clear here. I'm not throwing Mick under the bus. Everybody fucks up IDs. And what? you can, you can attest to that for sure. over, over 20 years. Almost no one gets them on one take. No, they don't. Almost never. I, I used to write them out I, when I used to go to a lot of shows and, and a lot of the early ideas that I got mm-hmm. used to write it out for them so they could, you know, instead of telling them what to say, right, have it written out. And the only guy who took offense to that, Jeff Tate, Dave Mustaine, Dave Mustaine. Yeah. I gave it to Dave. I said, Hey Dave, could you knock out a couple IDs? He goes, what is this? I said, well, this is a couple cards, you know? What do I look? Do you do I look stupid to you? You think that I just can't do that? I'm just like, easy, dude. I'm just trying to be helpful. I mean, he got all but like, dude. All right, here's here's the show. Here's what it is. Here's yeah. you know, and and you know, obviously he did them, but but when I gave him the cards, you know, as a little guide, yeah, because I did not expect people to get them right the first time. So it's like, sure, here's a little help. Well, since you mentioned rock stars that are acting like douchebags, I'll bring one up in a little bit. Okay. Because I have one of those, too. I have all kinds of stuff. All right, but anyway, back to IDs. IDs, they're always a fucking hassle. In fairness to Mick, we had just done an hour straight of, of interview. Literally, the only breaks in it were, there was some guideline that I had to follow to do these which is that each one of the four interviews, three of the four talk about different songs on the record. And then the fourth one is for the release date, talking about what he's going to do and if he's going to tour and all that other stuff. I did have a little bit of guidelines that I followed, but needless to say, Mick is what? 400, 420. I think it's 450. He's an old man. Yeah. And, And, he did an hour of interview where he's not an, you can tell he's just not the guy that did very many interviews. He's done some, but he hasn't done a ton. Yeah. He was never the guy to be interviewed. It was no. always Nikki mostly sometimes Tommy and sometimes Vince. Yeah. So he comes into these IDs after doing an hour, he's probably tired. He's sick of looking at me and, and we, and I hit him with, with what was supposed to be two IDs. Okay. And, um, he just could not get his head around it. He right. could, he could, but I kept them because they're funny. Cause ID, ID fuck ups always funny. So here is Mick Mars trying his damnedest to do all he's supposed to say. 
is, hey, it's Mick Mars, and you're watching CMS TV. Right. That's it. Okay. Okay. So check it out. Here's Mick Mars doing the CMS TV ID. Here we go. Real quick, if I can get um, two IDs from you, I will get out of your way. Mm -hmm. okay. The first one is, now I'm going to stop right there. I was going to get two. One was for the CMS TV and one was for Classic Metal Show. And if he did well, I was going to actually go for the third one and get the Charlie Kendall's Metal Shop one too. All right. He'll say, I didn't go anywhere with this except the one. So here we go. Um, is just, um, it's Mick Mars and you're watching CMS TV. I think I might have it here. I don't know. <laughs> Let me see if I can find Okay. Um, no, they don't have that. Oh, classic metal show. Okay. Yeah, that's the show, but the, but it's for the TV network. So I need it to be, you're watching CMS TV. Okay. Uh, do, hold on real quick. If you could just do a three, two, one count in so that the camera comes on to you. Okay. Oh, you want me to do a three, two, one? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it, it reacts to your voice. So just, just three, okay. two, one, and then go. Okay. Three. Two, one. Hey, this is Mick Mars. Uh, I hope you're enjoying my record. No, I, I'm going to stop that one. Uh, <laughs> CMS. TV. TV. Okay, I didn't know what to add that. I just like, yep. my brain went blank on that one. Okay. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody, this is Mick Mars, and you're listening to CMS TV. Watching. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're watching CMS TV. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Everyone, it's Mick Mars, and you're listening to CMS TV. Nope. Watching. I'm so used to doing radio station. Right. <laughs> CMS TV. <laughs> television TV. <laughs> I'll give him credit. He did not get angry or nothing you just kept doing them it's like shit yeah i know it's funny all right here we go okay three two three two one hey this is mick mars and you're listening to the ctm shit <laughs> hey, watching cms tv write it down man. everybody oh wait three two one everybody this is mick mars and you're watching CMT TV. Close yeah. enough. I'll edit the other ones in. I'll, <laughs> okay. edit, I'll, I'll edit the CMS TV in one. All, all good, man. So there you have. So, dude, do you have handy the um, the classic metal show one that I sent you? Yeah. Play that real quick because that's a total edit too. I took the beginning where he said, "Oh, I've got it right here, classic metal show." Yeah, I took that from all the fuck ups of him saying, and you're listening to. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, here we go. Everyone, Mick Mars, and you're listening to this classic metal show. <laughs> okay, the best I could do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the circumstances, you, you this is the best I can do for you. Yeah, I mean, he was trying. Yeah, sure he did. But I, I just was like, all right, I got, I knew I had the parts that I needed. I just knew I had to just 
finagle it a little bit. To, right, right. So I just I didn't even bother with trying to get an actual. Well, and since our since our IDs are not video. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All you needed was the audio. Yeah. So, so I I and I wasn't even going to try and bother with. Can you imagine me trying to get him to say, you're listening to Charlie Kendall's Metal Shop, the only show with teeth? No way was that happening. There was just no way that was going to happen. So, anyway, the Mick Mars stuff is um, is fantastic. Um, next one comes out. Next piece, it's four pieces. First one is out there now, as Tim said. I'm a legend. Yeehaw. Um, you know, but Mick was great. He was, he was totally, totally cool. Could not have been nicer to me, which was, you know, which I, I was very, very, very appreciative to, cause he was just cool, man. And, and have you met him? Oh, Mick Mars. No, I've never met him. I'd never met him either. You know, and, and I told him that and he's like, oh, how come you never came backstage? I was like, I just never that cool. Yeah, it's just like, you know, are are you kidding? You know what it was like trying to get backstage at a Motley show? Yeah. Do you know what it was like trying to just get you on the phone here for an interview? Yeah, I mean, if you weren't a hot chick with your pussy hanging out, of, you know, <laughs> you're not getting back at a Motley show. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, so moving ahead. Let's well, move before, to Before you do that. Okay, sure. I sent you a link. Uh, email link since we're since we're before we make it irrelevant since you were talking about uh inexpensive uh lyric videos all right our our own uh kendall peters who we haven't heard from in like forever i think i think she's still out there somewhere yeah i saw a picture of her literally yesterday okay i don't know what she's doing but well she she put out she made a her own music video or her own lyric video okay for uh doc and shadows of life and this is just something she did on her own as as a graphic artist type person all right and this just just goes to show you that uh people with some kind of uh ability you know to Mm -hmm. work with graphics and computers and stuff could could throw one of these music videos together pretty pretty easily and for like nothing let's see what she did here let's check it out here we go this is years old too this is like maybe seven eight years old already better than the priest video that was kind of my point she did that for nothing yeah 
she just did that on her own just for shits and giggles. That's definitely better than the priest video. Well, that's kind of my point. So if you could just have that ability and can work with graphics and video, they you could put something like that together and yeah. the record label is more than happy to pump that out there. Yeah, they'd be happy to take I'm sure whoever's uh, silver lining could take this thing now and put it out there if Don gave them the song. Of course they would. They'd be like, hey, cool. <laughs> that, free. 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 <laughs> I, I will tell you a story off air that will make you absolutely nuts. Okay. About the record label. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to hear that. I got to tell you this story. It's just, it's, it, it was just, it was so um, embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> it was just embarrassing. That's all I'm going to tell you. I, well, I need to hear that. So I was just like, you got to fucking be kidding me. Nice. But well, anyway. speaking of embarrassing. Yes. Go ahead. Let's get into. An artist that's an embarrassment. Okay. Um, Glenn Drover. Oh, really? Glenn Drover of I um I haven't heard that name in a long time. Megadeth fame, King Diamond fame. So Isn't he in that other band that that Metal Alliance or something like that? Or I don't know. I, he had another band too, but whatever. I'm I'm done promoting Glenn Drover, as okay. you'll see in a second. And he was—he really wasn't anybody until what he joined up with Jeff Tate. And, well, he was in King uh, Diamond. Really? He was, yeah, he was in King Diamond's band. Okay. All right. But um, don't forget—if I'm not mistaken—he also worked with Jan Patrick. He did. He did. That, in fact, he did. That's his so, highlight, obviously. He was in Megadeth, and then he got the boot, right? Yeah. And he was with King Diamond before Megadeth. Oh, okay. I wasn't aware of that. But yeah. But I remember when uh, Jeff Tate was putting his band, his solo band together, and he didn't even know who Jeff was. Yeah. I mean, Glenn was. Mm-hmm. I remember we had Jeff yeah. on the show, and we were just like this Glenn Drover. I, you know. Sure. He's in your band, right? Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, I'm going to say this. I have no idea why this guy decided to be a prick, but he decided to be a prick. Okay. I Again, I, I don't even know what his claim to fame is, aside from being sort of a journeyman. Yeah, well, that's right? it. Well, here's the story. And I'm going to show with the screenshots, because it's not just me. Normally, I could probably see that people would think that I'm just making something up. So I kept all the screenshots of this. All right. So he's out there promoting his studio stuff he'll do studio sessions he'll play a guitar solo for you he'll mix or record or whatever you want all right for some studio thing and and he was on my um my facebook so as you know end of the year the pickings get a little thinner for interviews and so i was looking i was like all right glenn drover would be a decent guest for chris aiken presents him and eric could talk a little shop they could talk some guitar shit. You know, I could talk a little Megadeth or a little King Diamond or whatever. So I reached out to, to Glenn. And, I, and I'll show it on the screen. I don't even want you to think that I'm making anything up. Where's it at here? It's in keep. There we go. So here, I don't know if you can see that real yeah, well. I can see it. Here is, I reached out to Glenn, told him when, told him the time, told him it's me and Eric, told him Eric plays for Stephen Piercy. 
Let me know if you're interested, and I'll send you a link and some instructions. Mm -hmm. Sure, Chris, sounds like fun. Okay, fair enough. Awesome. Can you send me a photo, and I'll send you the link and some instructions tomorrow. He sends me the photo, right? Okay. Let's go back a step here. Let's go to screenshot number two. All right. I send him the StreamYard link. Mm-hmm. I send him the link to the instructions. Okay. Now, do, now, so far, does any of this sound like I'm being a douchebag in any way? No, nope. you're just trying to make it as easy and seamless as possible to just get this thing done. Yeah. And I would like to point out, is it this way? You can see the picture here, and then you can go back to here, and you see where it cuts. So there's no edit in between. No, it's it's right. This is the this is the discussion. So now here's where it gets dumb in a hurry. All right. So I just wrote him. I said you can test the link anytime. Uh, once you connect, you'll be put in the green room. Uh, you can swear on the broadcast. We'll bring you in live, etc. Right. Right. No, I'll call in, but don't care for all that shit that causes annoying roadblocks. What does that mean? I guess that he wants to call in. Well, what is what is roadblocks? I, in other words, he can't figure out his fucking computer. Okay. I, I don't know what annoying roadblocks. I don't know either, but I'm assuming that he, he can't figure out how to do video. Oh, okay. so instead of saying that, he says this, like, like, it's my fault that that the video is annoying to him. Okay. So in StreamYard, if you turn your camera off, you can just do video or audio rather. Mm -hmm. To which I said to do audio, use the same link, but just don't turn the camera on. Okay. So he says, no, I'm good. Take care, bud. What? Now, if you stop right there, <laughs> does that mean you're good and you're, you'll do the video or does that mean you're not doing it? I get, well, I take it that, no, nah, I'm good. I'm not doing this. Fuck it. But I, so, and all I said was, okay, so I'm clear. You are in on the 27th, correct? No, I'm not doing it. Followed immediately by blocked. <laughs> he blocked me. <laughs> okay. Over this. Did, did he think it was a setup or something? I don't know what he thought. I have no idea what he thought. He thought it was being scammed or something. Oh, scammed of what? I don't know. That maybe somebody to maybe to goof on him or something. I have no idea. I just know I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Because I tried to respond. Because when he said, "No, I'm not doing it," I I wrote back. I was like, "All right, bro, take care." You know, that's all I wrote. All right. And I went to send and it was like declined or message cannot be sent or whatever. It's because I was blocked. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me with this shit. No, he must have, he must have thought you were trying to set him up as for a goof or something. I was trying to set him up to promote his fucking well, recording I, business. Yeah, but he, he obviously doesn't look like he's the sharpest knife in the drawer or something. What an asshole. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his his responses are bizarre. Yeah, it's like, dude, yeah, annoying roadblocks. Like what? What's a roadblock? What's yeah. an annoying roadblock? Yeah. What the fuck? He does video on his website for God's sake, or on his Facebook page. Who knows? 
he's capable of doing video. I mean, the whole thing was fucking bizarre. Yeah, that is bizarre. And I, and I'm not trying to shit on him or anybody, but come on, bro. I was just trying to help your fucking recording business a little bit. I don't know. Maybe tell maybe, a couple stories. Maybe he was just trying to. Maybe he just thought you were trying to set him up to to goof on him or something. Who knows? Or maybe he's just being a cunt. <laughs> okay. Because that was really fucking cunty. Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, it's just cunt move, man. It's like, no, but okay. Take care, bud. Yeah, all right. All right, pal. No, I'm good. Yeah, all right. All right, dick. Fuck off, then. Okay. It's like, dude, seriously. <laughs> so, Glenn Drover will not be joining me okay. on the 27th for... Chris Aiken presents. I will not be uh, setting him up with those annoying roadblocks on the 27th. All right. Or ever again. <laughs> what a cunt bag, man. Yeah, I guess. I was just like, damn, dude, are you fucking kidding me with this shit? Uh, so that's Glenn Drover. Well, let me see what else we got here. I got the... I got things. I got things. Uh, where's my, it's not Chris Aiken presents. It's CMS topics. Um, okay. Let's get into this, um, Van Hagar tour and then we'll stop for, for a bit. Okay. So you saw the announcement about the Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony, Joe Satriani and, um, Jason Bonham. Yeah, I, I saw I saw a lot of noise about the fact that uh, was it uh, people were in tribute to Eddie Van Halen. They were playing some more or less some of the more intricate or difficult parts, and they because they didn't quote unquote play it right, that they were like all feeling bad that they did him a disservice or something. Yeah, what is that all about? Well, and I wish John was around to, to call on this one because, man, everybody is all up in arms about about the um, Eddie is like, you're just not allowed to cover Eddie, I guess. I, I guess that, that's really what it is. And I was just like, well, you know, this, this part um, that Eddie played was – a mystery to us it was a very difficult piece we we still don't know to this day how he played it but yeah this is my best rendition of of that thing mm -hmm. and then people get up nobody could play that part except eddie how dare you sacrilege yeah i it's what, it's what is that all about you're just musicians just paying tribute and homage to your to your hero but they do they do that with guitar players. But the same thing happens with Dimebag. Every fucking post, any post about the Pantera thing on any social media, the first response is, it's not Pantera, it's a tribute. That's the first response. All right, so we heard that already. We already and, then the, and then the second response is always, uh, Zach doesn't play like Dimebag at all. That's always the second response. Well, he's it's not, like, no, he's not Dimebag. He's Zach. Yeah, he's not trying. And if he did try to play it note perfect, then, then he would get slagged for that. 
So it's like, who gives a shit? Just play it as close as you can so the songs are memorable and you can enjoy the songs. That's my point. Yeah, well, again, like I said, it's an experience. It's a no. performance. It's, uh, you know, and obviously people like it because they're coming out to the show. Yeah. And if well, you and if you don't like it and you don't think it's very good and you don't care for it, then don't go. Yeah, just don't go to the show. Don't spend your money. Don't go. Mm-hmm. So they made this big announcement, Sammy Hagar and crew. Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony, Satch, and... Um, Jason Bonham isn't showed this, up on Howard Stern. Isn't this chicken foot? That's exactly it. It's chicken foot. So it's chicken old. foot with a different drummer. Okay. Cause chicken foot had Chad Smith from the chili peppers. Right, right, right. right. So it's probably upgraded chicken foot, but it's chicken foot. But because he's going to play Van Halen songs, it's a Van Hagar tribute. <laughs> it's worth more. <laughs> They're they're making a big deal. Oh, Satriani playing the Eddie Van Halen part. Come on. So what? So what? He's a good guitar player. So what? Then don't go. Yeah, exactly. The only bad part about this tour is they announced it on Wednesday and the tickets went on sale Friday. I know. That's That's fucking shitty. But again, that's another one of those trying to market things because there's just no way of building up anticipation for this kind of stuff. No. So, so you gotta, you gotta create a, uh, an environment of, of, um, expediency or yeah. this is going to be hot. So here's the tickets that go on sale in 48 hours. Yeah. Better get them now. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Because, did we talk about this two weeks ago? They announced, uh, and, and, you know, obviously because you went to Metallica, but, but they're selling tickets for, uh, Iron Maiden for a year from now. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they takes a whole year yeah. for tickets to be on sale. Now Bruce Dickens is going to do a whole tour in between by without Iron Maiden, you know? So, so I think the Maiden tour starts with like in September or October next year. Yeah. Something and, like that. Yeah. And, and the tickets went on sale for, for those shows. You know, it's just like, Jesus, it's a year. It takes a year to promote these shows now. I mean, they're in the, those guys are all in their late 60s, early 70s. There's no guarantee they'll, they'll even be alive. Right, of course. But So would you like to hear uh, Fan Hagar or Chicken Foot or whatever we're calling this thing playing Summer Nights from the Stern Show? It's ch- is it Chicken Circle or something? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what they're... I think I think they're they're just gonna call it a tribute to Van Halen. I'm assuming. Well, let's see. What do they call it? Uh, it's the. Uh, it's called Sammy Hagar, the best of all worlds. Okay. You know, by the way, you know who the opener is for this whole tour? Wolfie. No, that would be good because then they get up and play guitar. Right. No. One of our all-time favorites. Who's that? In the live setting. Uh, Bullet Boys. <laughs> Lower. <laughs> Who's that? Lover boy. Oh boy. <laughs> They're opening, huh? Lover boy opening for um Sammy Hagar, the best of all worlds. Wow. <laughs> I know that's gonna make you race out to get your tickets, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I you know, I saw Mike Reno again recently on something. Yeah. I was just I cannot believe that's him. Yeah. I mean, uh, who who tips the scale more, Wolfie or Mike Reno? <sighs> Wolfie looked like he'd lost some weight. 
Uh, I would hope so. But when geez. I saw him, I mean, he didn't look how, how old is Wolfie. He's like 30, 20 something, 30 something. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, man, dude, you're tipping the scale at uh, 400 pounds. Yeah. He's a big boy. Oh boy. But yeah, Mike Reno definitely is. Um, Vince Neal points and laughs at him. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But he, he looks like a Macy's Dave float. <laughs> I mean, he just. Yeah. And and the tracks and everything else that they're doing. Oh, boy. Man. What a okay. mess. All right. Go ahead. All right. So here is. Let's, let's see. Maybe this will be good. I'm sure it'll be okay. Don't you think it'll be okay? Well, it, what, the Hager thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that'll be good because, yeah, well, number one. Uh, Sammy is a consummate, uh, front man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, 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 I don't think I've ever seen Sammy do any bad work. No, not really. No. You know, and then obviously, um, uh, Michael Anthony, he's, he just enjoys playing. He's, yeah. he, he has, a, he's like a guy, he just never going away. Right. He's always, he's always willing to play with Sammy in any uh, configuration that they put together. Right. You know, so no, there's, there's nothing bad. And of course, uh, Jason Bonham's, uh, you know, he's a name recognizable guy. Legacy. Uh, he's, he he's Led Zeppelin. Yeah, he's Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin legacy. And of course, Joe Satriani, the guy has been he's around a, 40 years yeah, and very good. confident, very he's a guitar. God guy. He's, he's very, one of those guys. Very technical guitarist. Yeah, him and Steve Vai and few others are like top of the top of the food chain when it comes to guitar exactly. players. So, so how could this go bad? Yeah, it can't. The only thing that was bad was the interview, which I'm not going to play. But man, Stern stinks now. <laughs> he sucks. He's out of touch. He's just like first of all, I don't even think he's in the same building. Well, he's not in the same building. It's fucking weird. But it, it, they flip to him, then they flip to these guys, and they're talking to a screen. And well, he's not doing anything different than we are. No, I know, but it's weird when he, because he, we're not trying to pretend we're in the same room either. Well, that, that, that's true as well. And, and the thing is, is, uh, I, I don't know where he spends most of his time because I know he's got that massive place down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Still has his place out in the Hamptons, I guess. Yeah. But I guess, uh, Baba Booey, I think he lives in Florida now. Yeah. I think, I think they've all scattered now. He's not even in new york anymore and i i think uh, robin lives i don't know where robin lives i i don't know if she lives in new york still or whatever but from somehow they link everybody together yeah and then i know ronnie the limo driver moved to vegas and yeah they're all over the place now but whatever it's a show i'll never have to listen to again so it's, it's bizarre man all right so check this out here it is this is them doing summer nights um on stern Summer nights only because they, I, they, there's such a good story to this song. Right. And no one cares because he had this good no guitar that they had ever played. It's all uncomfortable. We're gonna do it. We, Say, we, oh, maybe you do care because this is him telling the story about how Eddie reinvented the wheel. Do you want to hear that? Wolfie is 32. My nephew has an Okay. Do you yeah. want to hear Satriani talking about how Eddie was so amazing at this summer nights? Let's hear it. Oh, let's go back a little bit. And they start doing this stuff, and I'm going, wow, whoa. And then they start playing this song. And this song was killer. Joe comes in. I said, Joe, if you could play Summer Nights, no one's ever played that song. And Joe said, yeah, I can figure it out. And he does it without the capo. It was written on a thing called a trans trem. 
And so Eddie See, could play no. in comfortable keys. And then when he wanted to switch keys, he just change it with the bridge so he could always stay comfortable. But if you're playing a regular guitar, it's all uncomfortable. We're going to do it. We, we, we just rehearsed it yesterday for the first time. We, we rehearsed it for, you know, 10 minutes. This is an exclusive. We're rehearsing on your show, Al. That sounds pretty awful. <laughs> well, he's playing it straight. He's he's yeah. not playing it the way that he explained Eddie played it. No, he's definitely not. That does not sound real good. Yeah, go, go back and hear that again because yeah. that really that just sounds like you're clunking around a little bit. But well, I'm I'm sure if he uh, you know had, once he gets playing it like yeah every he'll night probably, he'll probably really smooth it out. I'm sure he will, but. Oof. But this is obviously kind of new for him to, to yeah. try to, you know, uh, recreate it or, or play it the best he can in the way that he knows how. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Summer Nights. It's Van, Van Hagar. Sounds right to me. I tell you what, uh, Michael Anthony is not looking any worse for wear. Nah. He still has got a very, very youthful look about him, even though he, he, uh, he's had his uh, fair share of JD over the years. Yeah. I think that might've been a little more show than, than oh, I'm, it, sure, I'm sure it was. Cause otherwise he'd be wrecked. Yeah. He, yeah. He looks pretty healthy. Yeah. He does look pretty healthy, but on those guys and you know, Sammy pushing 80. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. He's still out there just, you know, sounding like Sammy. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. That tour is coming up um, next summer, I guess. Uh, Sammy uh, Hagar. I don't think you could do anything wrong with that. No, I think it's it, wrong. I mean, they're all four seasoned, veteran, competent musicians. Obviously, uh, the chemistry between uh, Michael Anthony and Sammy Hagar, you know, goes back decades. Sure. And, uh, you know, um, there's there's three bassists that I think off the top of my head that that uh, contribute that signature backup vocal that is so um, important to a chemistry for right. a singer. And that would be Juan Crucier with Stephen Piercy. Okay. Jeff Pilson with Don Dockin. And then um, Michael Anthony with uh, both David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Because they, they, they add that certain element that makes those songs recognizable. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I mean, mm-hmm. all yeah. bassist and all mm-hmm. background vocals. Yeah. Well, there you go. So people can go out there and they can they can go see that tour next summer. Well, that's it'd be worthy. Be worth seeing. Sure. Hopefully, you got your tickets already because it's probably all the good ones are probably <laughs> gone. You'd be sitting on the lawn somewhere, right. right? In some, in some place. So. All right, so that's that, and that's that, and that's that. And we'll stop here, and then I'll let you. You can have the next segment. It's all you. Oh, okay. How's that? Sounds good to me. Cool. All right. Well, I will let you pick another song. So. All right. Um, how about um, we played Sammy Hagar. <clears throat> how about if we go with uh, Back Into You, Sammy Hagar from the, um, what is that album called? Is it? The the one that he did like in between Van Halen, the Marching to Mars. No, it was when he was in Van Halen, but he had he still owed the record company. I never said goodbye or something like that. All right. And what's the song you're looking for? Uh Back Into You. Oh. There it is. Uh what is this one off of? This is off of uh... the I never said goodbye thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. 87. Yeah. Long time ago. Okay. Yeah. Because he's still, you know, I was just looking at the cover and this just kind of reminds me of his solo albums, you know, the pre Van Halen solo albums, like mm-hmm. the three lock box and all that. Sure. It's kind of got that look. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, well, we're going to play a few tunes. If you want to get a song on, request at theclassicmetalshow.com. So here it is. It's Sammy Hagar from 1987. I never said goodbye. It's back into you exclusively here on your classic metal show.
Happy Hemp CBD gummies are a great way to get your daily dose of CBD in both a convenient and a discreet manner. They're available in peach rings, gummy cherries, sour gummy bears, rainbow ribbons. They've got all the flavors that you would ever want. They've even got sugar-free and vegetarian options for you. It's a great product. Get Happy Hemp is the product. Make sure you shop them today. Just go to the link in the scroll on the bottom and you can uh, save yourself a little bit of money and get the CBD gummies that you need and deserve. Get them today.